Welcome to Finding the More Ministries, where our mission is to inspire everyone to experience the exceeding abundantly more that Jesus has promised. We trust that our podcast will not only challenge you, but encourage your spirit to go deeper into God's Word. And now for today's speaker. Welcome back to the podcast series on Women of the Bible. Today we're going to look into the life of Rahab, and we're introduced to Rahab in Joshua 2. Joshua 2 starts out where Moses has died, Joshua's taken over uh, leading the Israelite people, and it's time for them to go into the promised land. And Jericho is the first city that they're going to take over. So Joshua, as directed by the Lord, I'm sure, was to send two spies into Jericho. And the two spies go into Jericho. They go up on the wall, I'm sure, and go into a house that belongs to Rahab. Rahab the harlot, as she's referred to many times in the Bible. Rahab, as I read it, she's she's kind of excited about this, but she knows that the king of Jericho is going to find out that the men have come into her home. And she tells them that they've already left and that they should go after them and catch them quickly. But Rahab had sent the Israelites up to the roof where she had flax drying. And this tells us that Rahab was manufacturing linen and dyeing it. And, and we're told, or it's understood, that this is where the scarlet cord comes from. So Rahab not only owned the home that the spies had come into, but she also was manufacturing linen. So she was a very independent, very strong, very smart woman that was taking care of herself. She was um, she had left her, her father's house. She had her own and she was doing her own thing. And keep in mind, Jericho was a very sinful place. They did not worship God. They worshiped idols and God was not happy with this place at all. He was going to give it to the Israelites. So Rahab goes up to the roof and she talks to these Israelites these spies. And she's sort of excited about this because Rahab had heard through other people coming through her establishment about what the Israelites had been doing. Their God had brought them out of Egypt and their God parted the Red Sea and they crossed over on dry land. And not only that, but the Israelites had conquered two Amorite kings from Jericho that being Sion and Og. The people of Jericho was scared of the Israelite people, and they knew that God had given them the land of Jericho. So they knew that there, it was only a matter of time that they were going to come and claim it, because the king knew that these people, the, the spies that had come into Rahab's house, were there for that purpose, to scout it out and to uh, see their weaknesses and their strengths. So Rahab's talking to these guys. She is excited about their God, and she makes reference to God being the God of heaven and the God of earth. She believes in this God that she's only heard of 
But keep in mind that when they're worshiping these wooden idols, these, however they made their idols, they worshiped them. They were nothing but wood. I mean, it may have been coincidental if they asked them for something and it happened because they had no power. God had power. I mean, when you look at the Israelite people leaving Egypt, I mean, Egypt was a, a mighty kingdom and the Israelites were nothing. I mean, they left Egypt wealthy. They had taken a lot of gold and, and silver and, and, and just an abundant amount of resources from Egypt that it I'm sure the stories were like, you're not going to believe this, but this is what their God did. And she was interested in this God. And, you know, you have to think that, that God prepared her for receiving these spies. He always has a plan, but she believed in their God and she knew what was coming to Jericho. So she makes a deal with these spies, you know. I will take care of you if you'll take care of me and my family, because I know when you come in, you're going to conquer Jericho. Your God's going to give you the land and there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. But I want you to to guarantee me that you will protect me and my father and my mother, my sisters and brothers and my family. And they tell her, yes, we will do that. You are protecting us and we will protect you when that time comes. But what you need to do is you need to tie this cord in the window. And she tells them, okay, you need to leave now and go to the mountains and stay there for three days. And then you can go back home. In essence, go there, wait until the men of Jericho that went after them come back to Jericho. And then you can, the spies could go back to Joshua and tell him what was going on. Rahab lets these two spies down by using the scarlet cord. And they go down, they go up to the mountains, they stay for three days, and then they go back to Joshua. And Joshua is excited to hear that the people of Jericho have heard of the Israelites, God's people, and that they're pretty much terrified of what's going to happen to them. And they're ready for the move to take Jericho. So we know that they come in and we know about walking around the walls of Jericho once every day for six days. And then on the seventh day, they walk around seven times. The trumpet blows and they shout and the walls fall. And I'm sure that Rahab gathered her family together when she knew the Israelites were coming in, probably <laughs> when she's when they're seeing them walk around the wall, right? They gave them seven days to prepare for the takeover. And she believed that God would give them that land. So she gathered her family together. And when the wall fell on that seventh day, Joshua tells them to go in and to destroy everything. Only keep you know, the gold, the silver, the brass. And they would dedicate that to the Lord, but to keep nothing. And not to keep anything because it would curse them if they kept things of Jericho. And they did not want that influence of the idolatry to come into um, their lives. So the battle's going on and Joshua calls the two spies and says, go to Rahab's house and bring out her family. And they go and they bring out her family. 
Let's talk about that. Rahab was separated from her family. Her family was probably disappointed in her. I mean, here she's running a house of ill repute, um, but she's making it on her own. We don't know exactly what the relationship was, but we know that when she chose to believe in the God of the Israelite people, that the one thing on her mind when she knew that they would come in and take it over was rescuing her family, making sure that they were okay. They were uh, heavy on her heart and on her mind. We don't know exactly what all happened with her family, but they did leave with her and she joined the Israelite people. And the story of Rahab is so beautiful because God had a plan to use a woman of a bad reputation. I mean, when I was studying this, it was funny because the, the theologians were trying to, to spin this where she was like an innkeeper, not a harlot, not a prostitute. But uh, they wanted to make this woman of no reputation to a, to a woman with a much better reputation. That was just not the case. God saw Rahab and he did not see her as her profession, but he saw her as a sinner, someone that needed a savior, someone that he knew could change, that she would come to believe in such a mighty God and that she would walk away and and serve him. Isn't that the gospel? I mean, she heard the good news of just how mighty a God that the Israelites served. He was real to her. He was alive. He did things that their idols, their many gods that they worshiped, never even came close to doing anything like this. Rahab goes on to become a heroine in the Bible. She became one of the women, the lineage of Jesus. We find out in Matthew 1, 5 and 6, that Salmon, who was one of the two spies that went into Jericho, married Rahab. And Salmon begot Boaz of Rahab. And Boaz begot Obed of Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. Rahab was in the lineage of Jesus. Rahab the harlot, a sinner. And isn't it just like God to say, I come for all people. My son will be sent to be sacrificed for all people, regardless of their sin, because they can be made clean through his blood. And I love the scarlet cord that was used to lower the spies, and they tied it in the window of Rahab's house. We know that the blood of Jesus washes us clean. And I like the fact that Exodus 12, 13 states, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So when the Israelites were coming into Jericho and walls fell and they came in to the city and the Lord said, destroy it all, they didn't touch the house of Rahab because of the red cord that represented the blood and they passed over it. And we know too that Rahab made it into the hall of faith because Rahab 
had faith. Her faith changed her. And Hebrews 11.31 tells us, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. When she received the spies with peace, she believed. When the others didn't, Jericho knew what was going to come about for their city. But they didn't turn to God, only Rahab. And Rahab saved her family because by faith she believed. So James 2, 25 and 26, and James tells us that likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works. When she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Rahab took in the spies, helped them knowing that if the king of Jericho found out what she had done, that she would be killed. She would have been a traitor. But she risked it. She risked everything to help the spies because of her faith in their God, in our God. She believed and it made a difference in her life. It changed her. She was redeemed. She left Jericho, joined the Israelite, married Salmon, one of the spies, and here he fell in love with a woman that protected him from being killed. Because if they had been discovered in Rahab's house, they would have been killed for sure. But Salmon falls in love with Rahab and Rahab becomes a totally different person. She becomes that new creature and her life is forever changed. She's talked about. She's only the second woman that made it into the hall of faith. Rahab gives us hope as sinners that regardless of our past, regardless of the decisions that we've made or things that have happened to us that led us down paths that were not pleasing to God, that we were far away from him, that we could too become redeemed like Rahab, that he could change our lives if we would just have faith in him and believe in Jesus, his son that came and paid the price for us. Rahab, the harlot, the scholars were embarrassed, but to us it says and confirms that Jesus came for all. And why should his lineage be pure when he's the God of everyone, everyone? And through Jesus, we can all be redeemed and purified through his blood. So never think that your past makes you unworthy. It's not what you've done, and it's not what you will do. It's about Jesus. You have to have faith and believe in him, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we come into that knowledge, our lives are changed forever. And we see that so clearly in Rahab. She went from one extreme to the other, and she had a wonderful life. And that's what can happen to us as well. So never let your past dictate who you are. It's not about works. It's about the knowledge of Jesus. And we have to we have to put our faith to work. We have to want to get into the word. We have to want to learn more and more about God. We have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus gave us a command, go and spread the gospel, go and tell. And that's what we have to do. We have to put our faith in him 
to work. We have to be concerned for our family, our community, for our country, for our world. We have to have a heart burden for the lost. And we have to tell them about an awesome God, a God that is alive, that he's so real and he makes such a difference in our lives. He knows all things. We can trust in him. And people need to know this. They need to have someone that cares about them enough to tell them the truth. And that's what Rahab helps us to be mindful of, to care about those who we love, even though they may not always love us back or think the best about us. But we have to love them enough to get past our differences and tell them about the Lord. So thank you for joining me today. And I hope that you're encouraged through Rahab's story, her life. She was a redeemed woman, a brave woman, a woman that God saw, saved her family, and was in the lineage of Jesus, made the hall of faith. And her works are talked about in James because she made a difference. And she is an example for all of us. So thank you. And until next time, God bless. The Finding the More family would like to thank you for connecting with us today. You can find us at www.findingthemore.org or any of our social media platforms at Finding the More. Our prayer is that you experience the more in Jesus.